Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Trooper Batman. This is Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst Series. So today I brought on a special guest. He is my boss for, for <laughs> Triple Play Fantasy, the the co-founder. We got David Mendelson, DMendy02 on Twitter. How's it going today, David? You know I'm not your boss, man. We're just two friends trying to help a uh, a brand grow here and the brand that you're created here with the Beyond the Analyst series has been awesome. Like we talked about before, over 20 episodes in. Uh, you're doing great stuff, man. And and it's awesome having you as part of the team. And uh, I'm doing well and, and pumped to be talking with you tonight. I appreciate it. But it sounds more impressive when I say you're the boss. Um, <laughs> so, so we're, we're, we're going to go with that. But yeah, like you said, this is episode 22. Uh, so if you guys have not tuned into the first 21 episodes, one, what are you doing? Two, change it so we're on youtube go ahead like subscribe we got lots of great content coming out with triple play uh it's triple play for a reason we got baseball basketball football we got some food stuff every once in a while we're talking about movies we got it all and then we're also on your podcast stream as well so make sure you're subscribing so you do not miss any of our wonderful episodes and go ahead and give us a wonderful review as well so we'll get right into it david as you said we're here to talk about you um you put out wonderful fantasy takes we'll forget about Clyde Edwards at a couple of, couple of years ago, <laughs> oh, but you put out wonderful takes. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to get to know you a little bit more. So we'll we'll start off with a well. First, let me get the proper introduction. I know you're the pro with this. So you're the co-founder of Triple Play Fantasy. That's why I said you're my boss, even though you don't think you're my boss. That's okay. You're also a featured writer for Fantasy Pros. You're part of the Thirty Third Team and also Fantrax as well. Um, so for those of you who who haven't figured it out yet, you do football and baseball content. Uh, which is insane, in my opinion. But what motivated you to create your own fantasy sports company? Well, it started in during the pandemic, and I just wanted to be able to contribute fantasy content. So I reached out to, I won't ever say their name, but I reached out to somebody, asked to write, and they said, send me a sample. I'd never written any content before. So I spent a couple of days writing my first piece, sent it to them, and I never heard back and I followed up. He never answered me. And I was like, this kind of sucks. I was like, is this what trying to get into the fantasy space is where you work hard on something and people just don't even respond or neglect you? And, and I think this is before the fantasy space really blew up to where it's a lot more accepting now. So I said, you know what, like, let's just do our own thing. So we started a podcast called the first down fantasy football podcast. That's what it was in the beginning. And it was just a football show, very unorganized. And then we decided to expand to baseball because that was our other passion, me and, and Doc and one of the other guys, little cheesecake on the baseball show. And then we were just like, hey, if we're all doing shows, we should have it under the same umbrella. So instead of it being the first down fantasy podcast and instead of it being the five tool, which was the baseball one, we're like, what's something that encompasses three sports, include basketball in it to it too. And we thought, Hey, like when you get Comcast, you get the triple play. So we were like, let's just say you get the all three in the bundles, the triple play, and you could turn that in a bunch of different ways. So that's kind of how it was like birthed. And, and ever since then, we've just been trying to grow and add quality people with great content like yourself. I appreciate it. That's no, been a lot of fun. Um, but it's, I mean, I would say your company is kind of unique in the fact that you cover multiple sports at your level of a company like we're not talking obviously not to besmirch triple play or anything but it's not espn it's not cbs it's not mm -hmm. 
it's not one of the the global companies. So the fact that you guys cover so much, and I mean, our team is really quite vast. If if you actually look at the list of everyone who's on there, so it's pretty impressive what you guys have put together in a short amount. It's been about two years, uh, a little over two years. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yes, and you covered what Triple Play stands for, so that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been fun, and and just seeing people get chances, you know that we're the same exact thing. Like they're trying to break into the space. And that's one of the things I've really prided about this, this brand is, is, Hey, like if you're a quality person, at first, I always look for people that actually tune into the content. Like if you've watched our content before, like that's already a huge thing for me. And then number two, if you're just a quality person, uh, I always want to give people the chance. Like I, I never am upset if people continue to growing to the point where they get really good opportunities somewhere else, but it's, it's to really get people uh, their foot in the door and if they really just want to be part of this long term, then of course, like I want them to be a part of it. But it, it's just to get people really uh, their foot in the door and, and to build their profile up too. Because I think at the end of the day, we all are trying to get more interaction on show. We're all trying to have people tune into our content, whether it's listening or watching. And uh, we hope to give you the platform to be able to do that. And then all work together as a family to uh, get to a goal where Triple Play can really be even more recognizable to everybody. No, that's great. And if some people think this is a sales pitch, this is a sales pitch. Go ahead and <laughs> and reach out, reach out to David if you're interested in creating some content, uh, <laughs> joining the Triple Play <laughs> Fantasy Family. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so I'm not going to make you pick your favorite sport um, because I, I know you have a passion for, for both baseball and football. But what are the challenges of creating fantasy football and baseball content at the same time? Because even though it's not football right now, the off season you're still creating a lot of content for football in the middle of baseball. It, so it's really hard in the sense of, I don't feel like I can give a hundred percent of my effort to both. It's like, I know it doesn't equal a hundred percent, but it's like a 75% effort for each because uh, you have to make sure you're plugged in to the other. And I've, there's at times where I've neglected the other one where I've gone like three or four months without tweeting about one of the other ones. And then when I try to tweet about the other sport, the same interaction isn't there anymore. And it's tough to get that interaction back. Like if I go four or five months tweeting about football and then I start trying to put baseball tweets out, the baseball audience that was following me doesn't interact with me anymore because they assume I'm just football. And and so it's been, I've had to find it out the hard way because I've gone on both sides where I went all in on baseball, tried to do football, interaction's not there. And so like uh, I, I try to make sure that I, I do multiple of each sport every week and when it's the thick of the season, I definitely, it's, it's a lot more of that one, but I try not to completely neglect the other. And they're both so different in terms of how to research them. So it's, it definitely makes it tough, but, uh, it's something that I enjoy both so much. It would be hard for me to give one up unless you're like, here's a full-time job in this sport. Otherwise I'm going to do both of them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine covering I mean, I mean, I played, this was, I think last year I tried out uh, fantasy basketball now that's this is not creating content that's just playing i'm like i don't even know who's playing tonight because it was during like it was after the covid bubble season but it was the next season so like it was still a lot of people going up for covid and like it's not like football where you get in that regimen of here's when they have to announce when people are mm -hmm. out for the game i know when it's coming they're all good this is like last second they're like oh this player's not playing i'm like well cool i did not take him out of my lineup so it was definitely i mean and that was just again just me playing fantasy football that wasn't me researching and creating content so i can't imagine doing two sports at the same time it's and there's like the way you like have to do the analysis for it too like baseball's so analytical now 
that you have to like put analytics out because people aren't going to listen to your opinion if you're not. And just like in football, how you know you you people are using graphs and data and like they're gathering sources from like you know player profiler or fantasy pros or you know DLF whatever they're doing. Like you need that type of stuff for people to actually take your opinion seriously. You can't just be like, I think this player is better than this player because I just feel like they're going to have a better season. Like no one's going to listen to you at that point. So you have to learn how to research for every sport in a different way. And then obviously like you talked about, it's like football, it's like once a week, a couple of days a week, you know, the process baseball's every day. And then basketball, it's like they play Monday and then they play Thursday and then Friday and you have to like look at the days and it's, it's, that's why I, I haven't touched fantasy basketball as much because of my bandwidth, but it's, even just doing two, like you were, it's like, it's definitely a challenge and you have to figure out how to navigate it. Yeah, no, but that's great insight for, for those that are listening that maybe they are doing both or thinking about covering multiple sports. Like it's not easy, but it's doable and you just got to find your, find your rhythm. And so not just fantasy content and, and just sports in general, but fitness is a big part of your life. So what motivates you to continue to push yourself in the fitness arena? I guess it's just like the competitive side of me in the sense of that I don't play any real, I mean, I play a lot of golf now, but uh, for the most part, just the like playing basketball, which I played all growing up and, and, you know, flag football and all that stuff. But I don't do that as much anymore. So to have that competitive side, to be able to set my own personal goals. Uh, I'm not a big guy. I'm five foot seven. So it was something that like I felt was necessary to, especially as a high school teacher to, for people, for kids to, give me a little bit more respect in that sense too. And it's just fun. Man. I, it's, it's something that like, like for fitness, there's no downside to it. It's like, you can do more stuff with your future kids, live a longer life. Like I said, the competitive aspect and, uh, I've done, you know, two bodybuilding shows that were really fun to, to prep for my mom did it. And, uh, it's just something that like, I enjoy pushing myself and it makes something, if I'm having a hard day, I can go and I can just take it out on the weight. So it's just something I found a lot of peace in and a lot of just kind of stress relief. So it's something that as long as my body holds up that I'm going to continue doing as long as I can. Oh, that's awesome. So I think you're now the, the second person uh, on this show to do a, a bodybuilder type competition. Who was uh, the Sam first? Holt, Sam Holt okay. was on. Uh, God, I don't remember the episode number. It was probably around, don't quote me, around episode eight or nine. I think I had her on. And uh, yeah, she did a a bodybuilding competition just to challenge herself and she said she loved it she probably wouldn't do it again just how much time it takes to, to put in on it but i had no idea that you did any, any bodybuilder competition so it's awesome yeah i did too and i would probably do another one but uh my wife is definitely i mean it's like a four five six month commitment and you're not drinking you're not when you go out to eat you're not getting food out and like it very limit it limits your social life to a, in a big way so it's hard when like you're married and if your wife doesn't do it too, like you're very much kind of inhibiting the stuff you can do together. So it's, uh, it's fun, but it's definitely something you have to it, more often. I think people do it when they're like single and younger than, you know, older and married and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it's a commitment. And, uh, I know you guys interviewed Austin Eckler last year. And I believe you, you did more pull-ups than he did. Correct. Or, or yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he talks like he's a, he could do more pull-ups than me. And we, we put that to bed because I, I showed him, sent him a video and he even acknowledged it too. And I uh, DM'd it to him. But uh, I think that might be the only thing I can, I can top him. I think he's got me beating every other lift, but 
the body the weight exercise. You can even do anything. That, that, that's all that counts. We don't, we don't worry about the rest <laughs> of the tape. It's just the one. That's all you need. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. True. But we're going to plug it. If you have not seen that video, uh, it is on our YouTube. Uh, it's the, the first one that comes up as like the, the main one. So go ahead and watch that interview. It's a lot of fun uh, getting to talk to Austin Eckler. And by getting to talk, I mean you. I was not part of that interview <laughs> at all. Um, but it was awesome that you guys got to do that. So you kind of touched on it with a lot of content creators coming to the space, kind of how you got into the space um, a couple of years ago. Um, So like I said, there's a lot of people coming out, maybe thinking about starting. Do you have any advice for someone that maybe they want to create their own company or brand? They don't just want to write for somebody. They want to do kind of your path, like any advice from what you learned, because it's not an easy path. I've heard a couple of people on this on your show mentioned this before, but I think it's definitely important to hammer home. You got to find your niche. Like you got to, especially in today's day and age, it's very hard to come in and do something everybody else is already doing. Like if you're going to come in here, do an hour long podcast, just talking and you know, whether it's, you don't have mics or you don't have graphics or you don't, you're not offering it. You're just offering like your rankings and, or talking about the news that everybody's talking about. You're not going to, to, uh, expand you're no one's gonna turn turn into you for anything so you gotta make sure you're different give something different whether it's it's like information specialize in an area be like i'm gonna have you know the best graphics and i'm gonna have really good sound equipment like you gotta really make sure it's quality and that it's different and that's how i think in today's day and age you can really stand out and then the the other best thing is i think you gotta network as well you gotta you know i know it's tedious and i know it's exhausting but you know, getting in people's DMs, just saying like, Hey, can you read this article I put out? Like, I'm very excited about, can you listen to this podcast? Tell me what I can do to be better, get guests on your show that then they can share with their friends. And then they're familiar with you. There's, you have to network and you have to be willing to be different and exciting. So I think those are the biggest things. And so don't be afraid to, to reach out to people. Don't be afraid to, uh, to try different things and be something different. Don't just kind of stay in a bubble. No, that's great advice. I think there's a lot of, not so much in this community, a little bit, but there's a lot of conformity and you want to, you don't want to be different, but like you said, if you're not different, then why should I consume your content when I can, I'm already consuming someone else's. So um, I think that's great advice to, to really push yourself. And like you said, it's not going to be comfortable. It's going to be probably very uncomfortable for a while, but I mean, that's what it takes to, to really create your own brand and identity. And that's one of the reasons I kind of, when we would get guests on the show, I would try to make the introduction so special that they would have to remember who we were and what we were like. So then like, they're like, Hey, like I had a great time. Like I felt really welcome when they brought me on, you know, we had, we used to have the game of the week for our football show. So it would be fun, unique games they would play, you know, just the personalities we had to like, so it was trying to just be very memorable. So people would tell their friends when they came on, like they had a good time or promote it. And I'll never forget the first time it really hit me how great it was networking and, and trying to be different was when JJ Zacharyson came on and he actually retweeted the, the podcast or the, when we went live and we would get like, you know, five, six viewers at a time. And then I saw we had over 200 viewers, like 275 viewers. And I was like, what? I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. I was like, how do we have that people watching? And then I realized, is it broken? Is it broken? Yeah, I was like, this is, what? I didn't know it could go that high. And then you're like talking in front of so many people and you get like excited and you're like, this is what the, this is. I mean, you have to have someone like JJ, who's such a great guy. And, you know, many people don't even consider doing something like that. But then you also, again, like 
you're putting yourself out there and, and he feels comfortable enough to retweet it because I guess he's having a good enough time where he wants to share it and get you out there. So um, that's what's, what networking and, and doing things can like that can really do for you and your brand. No, that's great. Great advice. Um, and if you're still not comfortable starting your own brand, like I said, hit up David. Maybe, maybe we can get you on the team and you can start learning learning the ropes before you make your own brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, again, like we're always looking for people that have a passion. And, and again, it's always bonus points if you listen to anything we do. Like if you're listening to these, this interview series that Doug, Zach does every week, you know, if, if you're watching the tripwire that they put out every week or the triple play football pod or, you know, even just mini series we have on YouTube, it, it really definitely shows that like we want you to be part of the family we're growing here. Yeah, no, that's great. So that was the last of my, we'll call them serious questions. Hopefully they weren't, they weren't too heavy for you. Uh, <laughs> no, <joke>. all good. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I stole this from your show. Uh, just we're keeping the brand together. Uh, some rapid fire <laughs> questions. Uh, if you're game for them. I'm always game for rapid fire. I, I knew you would be. So I ha- I've been trying to theme these to my guests a little bit more and more. Uh, I just think it's a lot of fun. So we're both from Maryland. Um, you still live in Maryland. I know you're, you're eventually leaving and I've haven't lived in Maryland for going on 10 years now. Um, I'm down in Florida, but I spent 20 plus years of my life there. So I had to make this Maryland themed, um, in honor of us. I love so, it. So which is the better stadium? Camden Yards, which for those of you who don't know, that's the Baltimore Orioles Stadium, or M&T Bank Stadium, which is where the Baltimore Ravens play. I got to say Camden Yards. Just it's so historic. The Ravens obviously are a better, more watchable team right now, and the atmosphere in a football stadium is crazy. But you go to an Orioles game at Camden Yards, and like there's so much history, and, and it's just it's a different feel when you walk through the ballpark. Uh, so I, I'm still going to go the classic Camden Yards. Have you been to both of them? When you were here, I I have been to both. So I did little league a lot. Uh, I'm I was very short, so my my strike zone was very small. So I walked a lot. I was not a good hitter, but man, I could get on base. So if you look <laughs> at my stats, my on base percentage, if you kind of walk, they were phenomenal. Um, but yeah, we got to do like little league day, like our league did. I think pretty much every year I did it. So we got to walk around the warning track, at, like at all the little leagues did. And then we had like seats and got to like high five the players. Like that was really cool. I did that probably like five, six, six, seven times. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then I have not seen the Ravens actually play in their stadium, but I did see a soccer uh, match in, in Raven stadium. <laughs> it's a nice stadium, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. have the same like rich history that Camden Yards does. Yeah. And let's be honest, the tickets are way cheaper for the, <laughs> for the, Orioles. Oh my God, you can get them for like five bucks. Yeah. And, and those hot dogs, they just hit different in that stadium. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So the next one, uh, again, taking it from you, smash or pass, <laughs> Maryland food edition. So are we smashing or passing uh, crab cakes? I don't have them a lot, but they're really good when I do. So definitely smash. All right. Old Bay seasoning. This is a smash. All right. And I know you had to look this one up, um, but <laughs> Smith Island cake. Um, the- so you've seen it. So would you smash it? if you? If you oh, can? yeah. I mean, I, I was like this chocolate cake like this easy smash i just hadn't heard of it but it, it, like you described it too it's like you said the yellow cake and chocolate frosting layers like oh yeah really thin layers sure. and it's like eight to 12 layers Whew, oh yeah. yeah that's a smash awesome fisher's popcorn now you said you didn't have fisher's popcorn. i have not had fisher's popcorn before but you said you were going to be going to the beach next weekend yeah, so I'm are you going to have some when you go i probably won't i'll be honest um but i will have to at least go look at it <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, see if you can like sample it or something. It's it's really, really good and really addicting. I mean, it's like a caramel popcorn. It's got like pieces of I always forget what the little pieces are in it too, but like you it's one of those things you could easily eat the entire thing and not even think about. Like it's that good. So it's an easy smash. Awesome. Good to know. And I will I will be on that lookout for him. And my last one is a snowball. Yeah, in the summer. Not as high as all the other ones you said, but it's definitely a, a smash for snowballs too. Yeah, it's classic. All right. So would you rather go to Ocean City or the Chesapeake Bay? I know Ocean City is like very commercial, but I'd rather go to the beach than the bay any day of the week. So it, to me, it's just the beach in that sense. Yeah. And there are way better beaches than Ocean City in Maryland, if we're going to be <laughs> honest. But but I had to pick one that was well known for, for everybody listening. It's so commercial and the water is, is like filthy. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. It's commercial. It is not a clean beach. Oh, no. <laughs> I will be honest, but <laughs> but hey, if it's senior week in your high school, you know. You know oh yeah, <laughs> you go to Ocean City. We're uh, going next weekend too, so it'll be. Uh, I haven't gone in a couple of years, so it's going to be uh, all bringing those memories back. There you go. And so my last one for you: Would you rather throw out the first pitch before an Orioles game than sit in the dugout for the game, or do the coin toss before a Ravens game and then stand on the sideline for the game? I'm interested to hear your answer for this as well, but I thought about it and I was like, throwing out the first pitch feels a lot more where I have control of what it is. Like I, I flip a coin and it's just fate at that point where it's going to land. But like, if I throw a first pitch, like I get the entire, I can wind up, I can throw, and it'll be something I feel like I would remember a lot more than I would doing a coin flip. And then the plus side is in the dugout, it's a little quieter, it's more relaxed. So I feel like I can have more conversations with the players in, in a laid back environment. And if you're on the sideline for a football game, it's so intense that like a lot of people are like, if the, the conversations are kind of minimal and people are focusing on the game, it's so loud. I feel like the whole experience would be better, the baseball side. But what about you? So I agree with everything you said, and I would probably say baseball. The only thing that I would be freaked out about is like throwing a horrible first pitch and like being <laughs> up there with like the worst first pitch throwers ever. Luckily, I'm not a celebrity, so you'll never remember me doing it. No one's even probably watching it on TV because we're talking about the Orioles. But um, yeah, I'd be afraid of like being like going viral for my first pitch. But other than that, everything you said, um, that feels like a much cooler experience to say you throw the first pitch and then you flip the coin. And like I said, I think the dugout is way more laid back for conversations and actually like getting to talk to the players where I would be so intimidated next to any of those football players to say anything to any of them. Um, yeah. and I'd probably be hanging out with the, with the training staff or the, or the, uh, the Gatorade crew. Right. And I mean, also too, I mean, you can't be worse than like what 50 cent did. And I think there's, I forgot the name of somebody else that had a really bad first pitch, but like they were so bad that it's like, you'd have to try to be worse than them. Like, I think he didn't 50 cent like bounced it like, 10 feet off of the left side of home plate didn't even even wasn't even close. So like I think 10 feet's being generous. Yeah, he completely yeah. missed. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mean to be honest like you go in and you're like I can't be worse than that and you just like th just throw it straight. I mean maybe it's like high or maybe it's like hits the ground but like you know it is what it is. I think I think you'd much rather be like I'm going to have thrown a first pitch in my life and someone video that than you know. Yeah. But both are both. I would I would be okay doing both. So if the oh, Orioles yeah. or Ravens need somebody, you know, hit your boy up. Absolutely. And I mean, if you need support, I mean, they can fly me up too. 
<laughs> we'll do a game. Now, if we're talking Super Bowl, I will flip a coin for the Super Bowl before I throw it. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, that, that yeah. context for sure. Yes, but just a standard Ravens game. They're wonderful. I, I'd still take baseball. But yeah, I like your answer. You, you nailed it. So that was the last of my, my questions I had. I, I hope you you sur- you seem like you survived our, our rapid fire questions. Just barely, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to throw you some softballs since you still are my boss. Uh, so, <laughs> so again, I want to take... Uh, thank you for taking the time to, to join me um, on your own uh, company show. <laughs> uh, but can you please plug anything? Because you, you don't just work for Triple Play. Uh, so please plug everything you're doing out there because you have a lot going on. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. I know this is on the, the Triple Play YouTube channel and podcast, but it's still your show. So I appreciate the invite. And always, first and foremost, check us out, Triple Play Fantasy, YouTube and podcasts. Uh, put out a bunch of content. It's like 10 plus videos a week go out on the channel. So we're always pumping content. Follow me on Twitter at dmendio 2 Always putting out a few tweets a day. There's just like food takes or, you know, actual fantasy content or dad jokes or something. Just something whatever comes to my mind. But uh, as far as my written work, all that stuff is, like you said, Zach, it's spread across those three platforms. I do fantasy pros, football and baseball. And for the 33rd team, Strictly Football, I also do a YouTube video for them every Thursday that comes out on Tuesdays. And then for fan tracks, I do a weekly, uh, a, I, can, I think it's a, a streaming pitchers article uh, every every week for fan tracks as well. All my baseball stuff for them too. So uh, try to stay busy, obviously, doing a lot of different things. But uh, it's fun and I enjoy it. And thanks again for having me. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, you're making my outro even easier because you've already plugged everything that I need to plug. Uh, <laughs> so so <laughs> I just have you on to do my outro. So I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. Like uh, David said, make sure you're following us on all of our great streaming services, whether that is YouTube or the podcast. You don't want to miss any of the great episodes coming up. And except we'll be doing this all off season. So thanks again, David, and everyone have a great day.